Mabuhai, greetings, maraming salamat po. Thank you so much for joining us on this program, Cultures of Las Vegas, a look at the Filipino community here where we live. I'm Marie Mortera, your host and a proud Filipino-American. Over the next half hour, we will share our heart, a little sample of home, and uh, you'll get to meet Filipino-Americans who represent the pillars of this community in business, healthcare, history, politics, entertainment, how this community came to be and where we are going. So let's start off with our guests, Elizabeth De Leon Gamboa, the Philippine Nurses Association. We have Noel Casmiro, the founder of Foodie Fest, and also Gloria Kawili. She is a longtime distinguished community member here, uh, former API advisor to President Clinton and uh, supporter of labor. And this is where we are now, talking about business, industry, and there's no separation really between our culture and what we bring to what we do. Let's start off with these traditional garbs. We literally wear our culture on our, on our sleeve. What does it mean to represent the culture in everything that we do from business, healthcare, and so on? Yes, um, I'm wearing this traditional barong Tagalog and um, it's um, a representation of our Filipino culture, just like in healthcare, um, we, uh, uh, this clothing is hand embroidered. And so with our hands as nurses, that's how we show our care for our patients and our community. So the work of our hands and the love of our hearts. So. That's symbolism. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, G Gloria, you, you're, you obviously have your roots in labor and that, and that support. And we were just saying just a moment ago, it is that Filipino community, that spirit that really all holds us together. You know, uh, let me just say something about this mm -hmm. because it's someone that created it and it's hand painted in the back. But you know, the life we have here is fast and furious in the sense because we're in all facets of uh, what makes this uh, country really a great country it is uh, in healthcare, in business. And you know, uh, we're in every facet of uh, what makes it run, we're, we're the healthcare providers, we're the teachers, we're the uh, housekeepers in the casinos, we're the janitors, and we're small business owners. But this one is what most of us now uh, wear, it's fast and furious, it's called, <laughs> it's called uh, uh, the, the, well, the, it's almost like a shawl, yeah. and, you know, and it's, you put it on, it's just on your shoulders and you tie it in the knot and there you're ready to go and you represent, you know, the, the, the Filipino community we're so proud of. Uh, but it is a, an ownership. So mm. when I wear it, I feel a little bit different and a little more empowered. And the, the material, it is made of... Uh you know, pineapple. Pineapple, yeah. yes. Yeah. It's, it's, the, it's the pina cloth, pina right? Cloth, yeah. So even that, so pineapple fiber cloth from the Philippines embraced around your body is just so symbolic it, of yes. that, that pride, right? Yes. And Noel, uh, you uh, obviously foodie fest. People come to your food festival uh, and, and they celebrate the food. What is that like to literally bring these Filipino cultures, that palette to a very diverse landscape? Well, it's funny you ask because it actually started with uh, me being the chair of the Fiesta Filipino event mm -hmm. back in 2009, yeah. 2010. And so um, out of that event, um, it was such a huge successful event. And I did it, you know, as a volunteer and uh, with a whole volunteer group that, uh, you know what, I figured, like, I'm going to start a new business out of this because I was just getting out of the real estate industry, which was crashing at that time, 2008, mm -hmm. 2009. <laughs> so it actually led me into 
from doing something for the Filipino uh, community and Filipino culture, it led me to get into what I'm doing now with the Great American Foodie Fest because it led into Las Vegas uh, Asian Food Festival, which opened up into the Great American uh, Foodie Fest now. And so uh, yeah, it's, just, it's just an awesome opportunity to to bring some of the best you know food trucks and food vendors, not just locally, from all over the country that have been featured on the Food Network, Cooking Channel, Travel Channel, and bring them down to one local destination, that's the Great American Foodie Fest. And that's what makes it so unique. It's not just local, it's some of the best eats that people see on TV. Yeah, uh, and, and, and obviously, again, another opportunity for you to represent the Filipino culture there with the food. What's your favorite dish there at the Foodie Absolutely. Fest? If you could pick one thing to have. Over there at the that's Foodie tough, Fest? That's right? yeah. tough, right? Tough thing. Oh, well, I'll be honest with you, I love the, there's a ube funnel cake. Mm. I okay. love that. That's got to be my favorite. Yeah. So if you don't know at home, ube is a, it's a root, so like, and, and they sweeten it with sugar and cream, um, and it's purple, a yeah. beautiful, vibrant yeah. purple color, and they turn it into a funnel cake? Mm, yes. Oh, that sounds delicious. They top it off with ube ice cream and drizzled oh. coconuts. Oh, so good. Okay, so if you haven't tried that, another reason to go to the festival. Yeah. Let's, let's talk about the sense of community and thriving. Uh, Lisa, 4% uh, of all registered nurses in the United States are Filipino. Yes. And I gotta ask you, uh, after everything that we've been through, two years of this pandemic, how have you survived and how have you all thrived? Wow, uh, that's a great question because uh, these past two years, you know, have really subjected the Filipino nurses, not just Filipino nurses, but also the healthcare workers um, uh, and uh, the public, right? For we have um, emotional, uh, physical, um, financial, spiritual stress, psychological stress. But through all that, you know, we have embraced our profession and our commitment to serve. And with that being said, you know, the Philippine Nurses Association even has uh, gone above and beyond the call of duty in the confines of the healthcare settings where they work. We've been out there providing PPEs, mm -hmm. the masks on, the shields up, protecting Nevada together, which uh, to date we've given out about th uh, 3,700 masks and shields wow. combined. Those are hands um, made, you know, by us nurses mm. and uh, given out to the public. We have provided um, the gift of sharing, provided meals during the holidays to the COVID-afflicted families. We even uh, partnered with um, um, Massage Envy, giving out massages to mm. 1,200 <laughs> nurses, yeah. frontliners, yeah. Yeah. to That's give awesome. them you know, some relief for all their hard work being on their feet for 12 hours. And then we also established a prayer group because, you know, these hard times, uh, the, the one thing that we were able to cling on to was our faith in God, yes. you know, and, and that support system, that camaraderie among the nurses. And, so, and don't you feel it in the space? Yes. Oh, yes. I mean, yes. everything Definitely. that you said about, again, uh, it brings it all full circle. When we talked about the traditional clothing and how it literally embraces us with the story of our people. It is something that we cannot escape, whether we are here in the shared space talking about um, our community or how we show up in our day-to-day -day work lives. So, uh, Lisa, Noel, Tita Gloria, yeah. thank you so much for joining us for this very first segment, but we still have more to talk about. Coming up next, the conversation about the Filipino-American history here in Las Vegas, and where are we going next?
America is made of immigrants. I came in Las Vegas in 1972, and my first job was in the uh, hotel casino. came to Las Vegas because of my husband's project as one of the scientists for Yucca Mountain. I came to Las Vegas to join the Department of Energy nuclear programs, the weapons program. We tested uh, the nuclear weapons of the Nevada test site. Five, four, three, two, one. It's grown by leaf and bounds. Like I said, when I first came to town, there was only 80,000 people in Clark County. I was the first one to design the electronic working on the street. Welcome back. Thank you so much for staying with us. We're here now with Beth Yorante, documentarian, Kazayuna Enriquez, Miss Nevada, and the first transgender pageant winner here in Nevada and pageant contestant for Miss USA, and Craig Valdez, chair of the AAPI Commission here with Clark County. Thank you again for joining us on this such important conversation. And earlier we were talking about the impact of the Filipino-American community when it comes to business and industry. Let's talk history now and where that conversation when it comes to progress, how we're pushing the ballot, where it goes from here. Bev, we just saw your work. What was it like going over the history of the Filipino-American people here in this community? How much of that impact in Las Vegas? The most important message of the Filipino-American to Las Vegas is that whatever dichotomy of the Filipino diaspora, the contribution of the Filipino-American to Las Vegas is remarkable. It's unprecedented. And whatever historical um, debate, the American, Filipino-Americans will always be a part of the past, the future, and will always be here. You cannot deny it. Yeah. From the Las Vegas trip, to the healthcare industry, to the businesses, we continue to thrive. And this is who we are in our city. And, and it's not in the background. You know, some people you interviewed were those who had work in on the marquees and making their impact there. But but Craig, let's let's talk about what's happening now. You're chair of the AAPI commission. And, and unfortunately, some of the conversations have not been so easy, especially when it comes to issues of anti Asian hate and something that unfortunately we, we, we talk about more often than we'd like to. Mm -hmm. Well, I do want to point out we've had when we talk about the electorate and what the per percentage in the population of Asian Americans in Nevada looks like, there are more than 400,000 Asian Americans over the last 10 years that we've seen and make up 12% of our electorate, but they're not represented at all in Congress, mm -hmm. in Clark County commissions, mm -hmm. in city councils. Out of the 63 state legislators we have, we have five Asian Americans, but none of them are Filipino. And so only one of them, Erica Mosca, who's running for Assembly District 14, is representing the Filipino community. And so as we've grown as an organization, as we have these difficult conversations, it's important for us to uplift our stories, uplift our experiences, and to respond to the call to action to serving our community. And something that you've done, obviously, there with your work on the commission. Let's talk about what's happening on the national, maybe, uh, you know, even international level when it talk, when we talk about that representation. Uh, Kataluna, what has that been like to bring your voice to the conversation in such a progressive way? Yeah, it's so important, I think, 
especially for me as a member of the LGBTQ plus community, but also as a Filipino American, we're so underrepresented. And for me, what I've done, I've just gave them a glimpse of what is an example of something that we don't often see, we don't often talk about. We have so much rich history and uh, part of the American history, and we don't talk about that or teach about that. Mm -hmm. So it's important that we're visible mm -hmm. and that we continue having conversations about it. How do we work on that representation? How do we work on that visibility? Just showing up. Showing up. All right. And, and Craig, from a political point of view, how do you do that? I think it's important for us to honor and know our history by understanding the legacy of the persistence of Filipino Americans in this country and our in our fight against liber our fight for liberation and against injustices. And I think it's beyond just honoring and knowing our history, but to honor their legacy of our of Filipino Americans, of Jose Rizal, mm -hmm. as well as uh, Larry Itleong, right? Mm -hmm. Like we have to respond to that by not only understanding our history, but as uh, as as she mentioned, right? responding to the call for public office, showing that we can represent at the national stage, at the international stage, that we are fully capable and that we are cohesive as a community. How, how is that reflective in, in your work? So your, so let's say you've done a story, your documentary was on the history of the Philippine American community here. What's the next documentary going to look like? Uh, the story will be uh, that the Filipino will always be part, whatever historical revision could happen, the Filipino will always be a part of the history from the 1500s migrations of the Filipino in Louisiana, all the way to the glitz and glamour of the Las Vegas trip. So actually we're airing that on um, the <laughs> National American Federation, ah. Filipino Americans Association in Nevada this coming August. So uh, that's something that I wanted to present to everyone and just be part of the community and continue to uh, be proud of our culture. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. It seems like there is no question that we recognize that pride within, right? No, no, no question that when we see what we know as Kababayan, somebody who is from us, we feel that spirit. The next challenge is how do we make sure that keeps going forward and is represented when it comes to politics and in other avenues where we make sure that representation isn't just face only, but <laughs> Educating our kids. It's always uh, the language. It's always it's always a part of, of our culture as well. And the it's not only with about the food, the Filipino channel, the entertainment, the karaoke, or uh, the pageantry, <laughs> the Miss Universe, the boxing. It's mm. always about, uh, it's, always, it's innate, it's in us. It's always, uh, we move as a group and we always rise together. Uh, well, one testament is that every time there's a calamity in the Philippines, uh, we have seen a profound uh, resilience and a profound cohesiveness of the community because everybody just wanted to help. And there you go, and we are seeing that help now, whether you again are on <laughs> the stage or there at the county commission or you're doing your work with those documentaries, we see it and we feel it. Thank you. Thank you so much. Well, up next, we'll talk to Filipino entertainers who will talk about what it is like to represent the culture from Las Vegas stages to the national spotlight. Suduri, Hasrakan, 
Last but not least, we Filipinos love to entertain. Whether you're singing at the church or at a family party with a karaoke machine, dancing the cha-cha song and dance is in our blood. We have Riza Navales here who is on the strip performing um, five days a week at the Planet Hollywood, by the way, and also Dr. Rijal Tan. Uh, he, you actually just saw a little bit of his work with the Kalahi Dance Troupe. It is a true cultural representation on the stage that you not only see and hear, but you feel. Let's start with you, Reza. Uh, my goodness, you've been on uh, the stage there at the Strip, again, performing. That's, that's, that's a lot of work. What is it like to know that you're showing up for the community in such a way? Well, when I first um, joined the World Championship of the Performing Arts, I represented the Philippines in the global stage. And then when I joined Hitsville, the show um, Motown Review at Planet Hollywood, I represented the Philippines in the Las Vegas stage. Mm. And I'm happy and I'm proud that I could share my talent to the world. It, 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 you, you do it again so often, but what, does, it, does it feel different every single time? Does it really feel as if you are truly singing your heart out? It, it does, because like, you know, we have different audience all the time and mm. sometimes it's always like you have to feel the, the audience as well. Yeah, D Dr. Tan, not only are you feeling your presentation in your cultural dance, but you're also teaching the younger generations yes, as well. Yes. What is that like? Well, first it's challenging, but <laughs> it's very rewarding mm. because forming a nonprofit group, which is uh, cultural specific and promoting a culture that is authentically Filipino, as well as teaching them what it is like in the Philippines. It's very challenging, especially when you have volunteers in the community. But as you work together, you bring, you, you bring the passion and the talent together, then it's becoming rewarding. And then it's so good to see those kids that were born here, grow up here, who never knew what Philippines is like, and then they say, oh my God, we have a very unique culture distinct to ourselves. That's the reward that comes, and then it creates pride. You and know, that's global. Absolutely. You know, I was going to say, there are people at home within the Filipino-American community who've never even seen a display like exactly. this. Tell us what you brought here today. Well. It's, it's a little mix of different culture or subculture in the Philippines, and I make sure it is represented. Uh, it's a representative of the different region. Well, you have the glitz and glamour and the pride, the Luzon, that's why we have the crown. Mm. We have the different festival in the Visayas and of course the fabric of the Maguindanao, which is in the Mindanao. So I mm. want to create a little scene where it represents the Filipino pride and culture. And then tell us about, um, you know, what you basically oh, shown yeah. us, apparent tattoos and on the face as well. And what I'm, does all of that mean? Well, I'm very, very proud to show that this is representative of the first hero of the Philippines called Lapu-Lapu, mm. who hails from Cebu, which we came from together. But the tattoo is actually a sign of bravery during war before in the Philippines. Whoever, I mean, who's the chieftain that won it will have to represent the tattoo of how many people they've actually butchered through war. Oh. So it is a sign uh. of bravery and honor and pride and leadership. And it's represented there through something as beautiful as dance. I mean, can you just yes. can you just explain what that feeling is like when you are talking about the, the mixing of history, story, beauty, 
grace and, and culture. It's, it's, it's all together so, in one, so in all one together presentation. In one, you put pride in it, you put passion in it, and when you dance, you're not only dancing for yourself, you're ah. also dancing for the multitude of Filipino who is all over the world, and pride is just boiling there. What is that reaction from the audience? It's an awe experience, especially those, a lot of people that were in, haven't been home for a long time. So then when they see this on stage in a global arena, in a global stage, you could just see how you are built in one. Mm. And that's the Filipino pride. You're bringing them home, even though they may not have Welcome actually physically home. been there. Welcome exactly. back home. And in the entertainment capital of the world. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And that is a perfect place to end this because we actually have a treat. Riza will sing us out to close this very special show. But before that, I want to say to all of you watching, maraming salamat po. Thank you so much for joining us on this program, Cultures of Las Vegas, a look at the Filipino community here. Ang nais kong ipahatid Dapat mo lamang mapatid Laman itong titid